bring you a three-minute digest of what happened in China's business sector. This is China Business Now by 21st Century Business Herald. Hello, everyone. I'm Stephanie Lee. Coming on to this program, China unveils first private investment fund regulation, while public fund manager fees are set to be lowered. And consumer inflation in China remained flat last month, while factory gate prices slowed to seven-year low. Here's what you need to know about China in the past 24 hours. China on Sunday unveiled a regulation on the supervision and administration of private equity funds, the first administrative regulation of the kind in the country. The regulation, with 62 items in seven chapters, will be effective from September 1, according to a State Council decree released on Sunday. The introduction of the regulation is conducive to improving the supervision system of private equity funds and the healthy development of the sector, as well as encouraging the sector to play a more important role in serving the fiscal economy and promoting the scientific and technological innovation. An official representing the Ministry of Justice. China Securities Regulatory Commission or CSRC said on Sunday, the regulation clarifies the scope of application, specifies the obligations and requirements of private fund managers and custodians, regulates fundraising and investment operations, makes special provisions for venture capital funds, and strengthens supervision, management, and legal liability. In recent years, China's private investment fund industry has developed steadily. As of May 2023, there are 22,000 private equity fund managers registered in the Asset Management Association of China, with 153,000 funds under management, totaling 21 trillion yuan. And as of the first quarter of 2023, private equity funds have invested in nearly 200,000 equity securities of listed or unlisted enterprises, the new three board enterprises, and refinancing projects, forming equity capital of more than 11.6 trillion yuan, according to the CSRC. Meanwhile, the CSRC said on Saturday that it will promote the high-quality development of the fund sector and steadily lower the industry's fee rates. The regulator said it will guide the public offering fund sector to carry out a reform of fee rates in a sound and orderly manner, and supports public fund managers as well as other institutions in the industry in making appropriate reductions on fund fee rates. And on Saturday, a number of fund management companies in China announced that they will, from Monday, lower the management fees of their equity fund products to no more than 1.2 percent and custodian fees to 0.2 percent. Media reported, assets under the management of China's public offering funds totaled 27.77 trillion yuan at the end of May this year. Data from the AMAC shows. China's consumer price index, a gauge of consumer inflation, remained the same in June as a year ago, as the price of pork continues to slide, while that of fresh produce and poultry keep climbing. Data from the National Bureau of Statistics showed Monday, June's CPI dipped 0.2% month on month, same with the previous month's decline. The producer price index, a measure of industrial profit, sank 5.4% year-on-year, a much greater drop than May's 4.6%, and the biggest fall in seven years, affected by declining prices in commodities like oil and coal, as well as a high comparison base in the previous year. The MBS said. The PBI dipped 0.8% in June on a monthly basis after a 0.6% decline in May. 
China's Customs Authority has prohibited the import of edible foodstuffs from 10 prefectures in Japan, including Fukushima, to prevent the import of food contaminated with radioactive substances and to safeguard Chinese consumers, after Japan said it plans to start pumping out treated water from the destroyed Fukushima nuclear plants this summer. All food from other regions of Japan, especially seafood, and their accompanying documentations must be more closely inspected to increase the detection rate of radioactive substances and prevent risky products from being imported into China. An official of the Bureau of Import and Export Food Safety and the General Administration of Customs said on Friday. Greater Bay Area, Greater Future Hong Kong Financial Secretary Paul Chan said there will be announcements soon regarding steps to attract strategic enterprises to Hong Kong in the wake of his three-day visit to Shanghai. Writing in his official blog yesterday, Chan said he met with executives from a wide range of technology firms during the visit, which all expressed strong interest in expanding into global markets by establishing businesses in Hong Kong. I believe there is some good news to be announced in the near future in terms of attracting strategic enterprises, he said. Next on industry and company news. Shares of Alibaba Group Holding rose after the Chinese e-commerce giant said it is considering selling shares to Ant Group as part of the fintech giant's 43.1 billion yuan shares buyback scheme in announced after receiving a 7.12 billion yuan fine from China's financial regulators. Ant Group put forward the shares buyback proposal at a price that indicates Ant's total valuation at 567.1 billion yuan. Ant Group said on Saturday that it will buy back 7.6% of its equity for a total of up to 43.1 billion yuan. The move aims to supplement Ant's employee incentive scheme to continue attracting talent and provide liquidity for its investors, it added. China's railway system have witnessed an impressive surge in travel, with a total of 1.77 billion trips administered in the first half of 2023, according to data released by China Railway on Sunday. China Railway reported an increased passenger volume from April to June, with a significant jump of 7.6%, 5.6% and 4.8% compared to the same period in 2019. Notably, April 29 witnessed its historic milestone with a staggering 19.66 million trips made in a single day, marking the highest single-day delivery in history. The number of China's registered private firms exceeded 15 million as of early April and 50.93 million by the end of May, 3.7 times increase from 2012 end, with a share of private firms in enterprises increased from 79.4% to 92.4%. Data from the State Administration for Market Regulation showed Sunday. China's Small and Medium Enterprises, or SMEs, development index based on a survey of 3,000 SMEs edged up amid a steadily warming economy in June, industry data showed Monday. The index, ending a streak of three consecutive months of decline, came in at 89.1 in June, up 0.2 points month-on-month, according to the China Association of Small and Medium Enterprises. 
China's Tianyin European substrate will provide the nervous steam waste incineration power station in France with equipment and services in a deal worth 34.6 million euros that will help the Chinese waste management firm to expand its global footprint. Europe Tianyin will supply Zui's RV France's new Nova steam waste to energy plant with engineering design, procurement, construction, installation and debugging services for its incinerators and boilers. It said yesterday, citing the equipment supply and service contract recently signed between its majority-owned subsidiary and the French recycling firm. Earnings Reports Express. Chinese retailing giant Didi Global said yesterday its net loss narrowed by 93% to 1.16 billion yuan in the first quarter. That compared with a net loss of 16.3 billion yuan in the same period last year. Revenue jumped 19.1% to 42.7 billion yuan. Specifically, the domestic market segment rose 18.7% to 39 billion yuan, driven by strong demand during the Chinese New Year resulting in lower spending on marketing expenses, he said. Its international business saw a 40.7% surge in revenue to 1.7 billion yuan. Switching gears to financial news, Chinese authorities should refrain from easing new government debt to substitute for implicit debt, Lou Jiwei, former finance minister, said on Saturday during an interview. Lou called for Beijing to stick to its bottom line of not bailing out local government, but to resolve the risk in a gradual manner through debt extensions, sales of assets and other methods. Expanding this year's fiscal deficit to support smaller businesses and removing restrictions on home buying should be feasible policy options for China to adopt in order to bring economic recovery back on a more solid track, according to Low. Specifically, he suggested that the Chinese government, especially the central government, to expand this year's fiscal deficit by a range from 1.5 trillion yuan to 2 trillion yuan. And wrapping up a quick look at stock markets, Chinese stocks rebounded on Monday on hopes of a thaw in Sino-US relations and an end to Beijing's overhaul on internet firms. The benchmark Shanghai Composite edged up 0.2% and the Shenzhen component added 0.5%. Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index also rose 0.6% and the tech index gained 1.1%. That's it for today. Tune in tomorrow on China Business Now by 21st Century Business Herald. Goodbye.